touch this every broken heart cut God where you see fit and we'll give you all the praise all the honor and all the glory in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ come on give him a hand clap of victory come on a hand clap of victory a hand clap of victory Thank you. Thank you. Galatians 3. I'm going to be speaking for the next 30 minutes on paid and full. Paid in full. Paid in full. Galatians 3, 13 through 14. If you get there, can you say amen? I'm going to read this one from the Amplified Version because I want to expound on some words that I believe that's going to help us. Verse 13, Christ purchased, he did what? He purchased our freedom and redeemed us from the curse of the law and its condemnation by becoming a curse for us. Ah, that's powerful already. For it is written, curse is everyone who hangs on the tree in order that Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham, might also come to the Gentiles so that we would all receive the realization of the promise of the Holy Spirit through faith. You may be seated in the presence of God. Paid in full. Paid and can you look at your neighbor really quick and say, neighbor, you've been paid in full. Look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, you have been paid in full. Uh, you've been paid in full. I want us to realize that the greatest learning or the principled mindset that would help us to understand how to continually stay progressive in faith is understanding the dealings of God. Understanding the what? Understanding the dealings of God because when you understand the dealings of God, it will help you to understand your process. It will help you understand your run, your race. Paul would say, I have finished my race. I run the course. Do you know your course? And, and, and so we have to understand that there is a course. There is a race. 
There is something that God is trying to help us to interpret and understand in our way. You have heard me say many times that Christians, we've learned to be sporadic in application. We've learned to be sporadic in information. We've learned to be sporadic in our walk, in the, way, in the ways we handle God. But how many of you know God did not call our life to be sporadic? Sporadic Christianity means that I listen to everything, look at everything, go after everything, and I'm everywhere. Everything is God said. Everything is that is sporadic Christianity. I need a new word, new thing every time. And God is trying to define us in our positional race. There is an alignment assignment. Somebody say an alignment assignment. God wants to bring definition and order to your understanding and for him to do that you have to be familiar with his dealings understanding and being familiar with his dealings will save you a lot of time how many of you know that i, I don't want to waste time see listening and doing any kind of thing in a sporadic way it's not that you won't get something but it's uh, i don't have time to waste time God, what are you doing with me? What are you after in me? So I don't waste time. So define me so I can understand and not allow my personality be bigger than my purpose. I don't want to strong arm you with my personality when you're trying to define me by your spirit. So the dealings of God is something that we have to start to be familiar with, to understand, to interpret. Many Christians are not familiar with the dealings. What is your dealings in this? I don't want to just do something. I want to know it. I don't want to just go through something. I want to. Many of us go through, but we're not, def we're not getting the definitions on the way. And if I go through without the interpretation of why I went through and what was the purpose of, I might need to travel another way, another time. See, sometimes we don't realize why is it that I'm, I keep going in circles. But the symmetrics of a circle has to be defined so you can learn to break the cycle of the circle. Tell somebody I'm going to break the cycle of the circle. I got to break the cycle of the circle. But God would not allow me to break the cycle of the circle if I didn't understand what the circle was for. Because if I get out of the circle and misinterpret the cycle. Okay. We, I can't get the understanding of the deliverance of who was the deliverer. See, God is trying to build, a, 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 he's trying to build a spine in us. Tell somebody I have need for a strong spine. Y'all heard that term before. Y'all ever heard somebody say, you ain't got no spine. I don't know totally what that means, but you ain't got no bone, you ain't got no structure. Y'all know when you was in school, you didn't hang with nobody that ain't had no spine. Because when it's time to fight, you ain't ready. You're you going to depart from us. <laughs> and if you're wise, you got the big spine people, but you stay in the back. 
but you talk the most mess. How many of y'all know them people who talk the most mess? But when it get, when it's time to go down, you you put the spine people in the front. The big mouth people always in the back. Where's that woman who's talking? So you have need to understand the dealings of God so that you understand the cost and the price for where you're trying to go. You were bought with a... So whatever's costing, I got to understand how much has been paid for what I'm trying to accomplish. I hope you can read through the lines this morning. The Bible says, count the cost. In fact, let's go to the scripture. Luke 14, 26. Now, don't get offended. I'm going to break it down for you. Luke 14, 26. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father, his mother, wife, and children, brother and sister, yes, his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And if anyone does not bear his cross and come after me, he cannot be my disciple. Now, the question is, what is my cross? Now, let me give context to this first paragraph because many of us get confused by that and you already left because he said you got to hate everybody what he's saying is but but you got to understand it's confusing because he told you you got to take care of them he told you to love them in fact he said you can't do nothing with my house until you do it with them what he's saying is you can't love them before you love me you, you can't do anything with them without you you knowing me first so unless you look at them as nothing before you look at me as something, you won't know there's something. You get him? Now he says, unless you carry your cross, what is my cross when he's already accomplished the cross? See, this is the issue. I got to know what my cross is. Because if Jesus had finished the work, what is my cross? Now it's interesting because he did not say that you were going to fight the devil. Yet the church put everything on the devil, not their cross. All right. I, <laughs> see, I can excuse myself it was just the devil. I can always excuse myself because, see, I can separate myself. That was the devil, so I don't, I don't have no responsibility in that. But that's not what he said. Unless you learn what your cross is. Because the devil, for the devil to be doing something, he must have permission. Okay, I'm going to say that one more time. He can't do anything without the permission of a person. And so we have to look at the position of what the cross is for me. Somebody say the dealings of God. Let's continue to read. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you intending to build a tower? Now this is interesting. Listen. Listen. Because we put this scripture somewhere else. But he's talking about a whole different thing. 
He just told you to carry the cross. Now he's saying, does not sit down and first count the count the cost. Whether he has enough to finish it. Now, what I want you to understand is how many of you ever heard there's a cost to be the boss? Do you know the cost to where you're trying to go in Christ? See, the thing is, if you don't know the cost, that's why you're not generating enough income for your outcome. Oh, I wish I had some. I'm going to say it again. The problem is, because we don't understand the dealings of God, we're not generating enough income for the outcome that we're trying to get. And we've made it something that it's not. Jesus already provided a way. You know what the, the, the you know what's so interesting? I don't know why I ran across this the other day. They, you know, they had a panel on the black church. Now, I'm confused because I haven't saw where we have a black church and a white church. Number one. Oh, what's wrong with y'all? Oh, you've been sold. I'm sorry. There's only one church. The church of Jesus Christ. There is no black church. We don't need a panel on the black church. That's already diluted. What is a black church? No, we are just the church. Let me see. I got to fix that root of thing in us. The black church. What is the black church? Are white people not invited? And what is the white church? Are black people not invited? How are you going to be a segregationist and talk about Christ? No, your language is segregating. Tell somebody, I got to watch my language. Jesus said, who is my brother and sister? The one who does the will of the... Be careful talking about my brother. Be careful talking about my sister. We've got it wrong. There is no such thing. Get off of YouTube of that. I don't care if you, you, you lose friends. I've lost many and pastors. And smile to their face. Yeah, that demon got to come out of you. Are y'all understanding? Look, y'all done made me go somewhere. Jesus. The cost. What is the cost? Jesus conquered the grave. Jesus paid the price. Yes. Yet, he's saying count the cost. Yet, he's saying what? Count the, what is the cost of my cross? And what is my cross? Can you say amen? For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the count the cost. Now I want you to understand Jesus was trying to reveal to us that number one, I want you to know that he that believeth on me, I give you the power to be sons and daughters of Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yet he who comes to me must believe that I am and a rewarder of those. I'm a rewarder. I'm a rewarder. 
Those who come to me must believe that I am. So if he is, and he's already accomplished the grave, he's already completed the work, I must see him in every area of my being. And the areas that I don't see him, I cannot pay for. Did he complete the work? Okay, but as much as I know what was completed, that's as much as I know. I know. Somebody say no. Knowing is experiential. Knowing is what? How many remember Wednesday night? What's the two knowing? Say that again. So you have to understand there's a knowing that you, you, you're saved by, by just believing on him. And then there's a knowing by going through with him. There's a knowing of when you believe up on him. But there's a knowing that when you go through with him. Can you say amen? Let me read this really quickly and we're going to go on. How many of you have learned something so far? Now I want you to understand Jesus told us. That Second uh, Corinthians two eleven, least Satan should take advantage of you, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Jesus gave them parables when he was walking with them, and he said, "I give you parables because seeing they won't see, hearing they won't hear. Least they hear, least they see, and turn, and I'll save them." There are mysterion. There's mysteries that God is giving us to, for victory. Somebody say mysteries for victory. The mysteries of God is for the victory in God. Mysteries of God show God. The mysteries of God show you God. Which means I have to see Christ to see God. And the more that I see the Christ, I see the God. But he said, do not be ignorant of his devices. Do you know What's happening of our lack? Can I, can I open up something to you? I want you to understand, our lack is a revelation of our ignorance. Our lack is a revelation of our what? Ignorance. Be not ignorant of his what? But guess who took care of the devices? See, I got to wake us up to a reality because we're, we, we, we live as if Christ is still going to defeat the devil. <laughs> we live as if God is still, he's still against the devil. And he said, I've already conquered the grave. How many of you know he's not fighting the devil? We're not waiting on him to come. We're not waiting on him to deal with the devil. He's waiting on us to see what he's done with the devil. He's waiting on us to see what he has done. And we believe upon him. And he give us the power to just stand as though he's already done. Somebody say, learn to stand. Be not ignorant of his. Okay, so what device is taking me down right now? Which device is he using against me?
And where is the placement of my ignorance that's allowing and allocating that space? I know y'all ain't going to want to talk to me this morning. Which device that I keep going through over and over and over and over? And now I have to understand there's a, the dealings of God. So what God do you need me to know about you to deal with this device? See, many of us have excused ourselves from real realities of where we are with Christ. Now, let me talk about this just for a second. Yeah, I, don't, I know you want to talk about how deep you are and how you've been at church for 15, 20 years. But see, many of us are not honest about our devices, the devices that's dealing with us. That's why we call everything a test. We don't never say we were tempted. I don't never hear believers saying, help me from this temptation. I always hear them say, I'm going through a test. I'm going, and I have to tell them that's not a test. You, we haven't met test stage yet. That's called Tim. Because if you would, all right, Jesus, by the thing that you're saying already revealed that it's not a test. So let me help you out of how we know it. Let's, let's do a case study of what a test is and what is a temptation. Because if we keep calling temptations Test, you keep excusing yourself from the responsibility of what's going on in your temptation. Y'all better listen this morning. We excuse ourselves from what the reality of what's dealing with us. Because if it's just a test, I can excuse myself because God knows that I'm going by, you know, you're just taking me through. So I'm just going through. But that, see, there's no responsibility because now I'm just in test. I just, I just got to walk through it. No, you got to learn something because this is not a testing stage. Test is proving trust. Test is what? Proving trust. Temptation is trying to produce a trust. I'm going to slow down. I'm learning how to save my voice to Jesus. Y'all stand with me? We're going to get somewhere here. Go with me. Go with me. Go with me to 1 Corinthians 10. 1 Corinthians 10. 1 Corinthians 10. Somebody say the difference between test and temptation. You have to understand what is my temptation because <laughs> it might be that my temptation is my cross.
It might be the dealing of what temptation. See, if you don't have a temptation, but your language haven't met the character, the conduct, and the communication of Christ, what, you're, what you have is pride. See, temptation is not bad. Because temptation is producing, it, it's revealing something. Is what? So, so the temptation is trying to reveal to you, not to God. It's not trying to reveal to God, saints. So stop telling God. It's trying to reveal to you where you are. Temptations reveal you. Say that with me. Temptations reveal me. The Bible says God has not tempted you. He tempts no man. But this thing is, with, is in your desires. It's in your members. Okay? And when desire is fulfilled through lust, it leads to sin. So we had a desire. We had a lust. Okay? Which drove it into sin. We had a desire. We had a lust. It drove it into sin. But the Bible says that God don't tempt man. But he said, this is coming from your own. So it's interesting because every time we're going through, we call everything a test. There's no responsibility. Now, I'm not saying that you have to go fix it. What I'm saying is where you're putting what's going on in you. The placement of that thing. Because if we keep excusing ourselves, it's revealing why we're not finding strength. Are, are you catching me? It's revealing why I'm not finding the strength that I need. Go to first, what, what did I tell you to go? Jesus, this time be right. Therefore, let him who thinks he stand take heed. Least he what? Least he fall. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, no, Joe, I'm sorry. Go to Matthew 26, 39. We're not here yet. Matthew 26, 39. I apologize. Matthew 26, 39. Oh, you fast, man. Glory to God. Somebody say thank you, Jesus, for Nunzo. Glory to God. He went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to his disciples and found them sleeping and said, Peter, what? Could you not watch with me for one hour. <laughs> Watch and come on, say it with me. Watch and least you what? It was a predictable outcome without the application of what he just gave. Watch and what? 
pray, at least you don't have enough income to get the outcome that you want to get. So falling is a result of something. Falling is a result of something. But it's also a revealing of something. Are y'all listening? Falling is a result of something, but it's also a revealing of something. Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the what? What's weak? What's flesh is flesh and what's spirit is spirit. Let me teach you something about lust. Lust cannot be fulfilled. You start with one thing, it goes to another thing, it goes to another thing. It's a black hole. Lust cannot be what? So when you're in the stage of lust, it's actually pushing you out into something. Watch and pray, lease you into. Now this is interesting because in the same manner that we, we, we try to take the responsibility out of ourselves, we make it as if we get tempted by things that we don't want. I know y'all, all right. We should have prayed just a little longer. I know. Let me, I might need to put a cough drop in my mouth right now. You know, we act like the devil, I don't just, I don't know why. I don't, I don't, you know, we have amnesia. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why this is coming. The, what you don't know is the adversary won't tempt you from what's not in you. Why would you tempt <clears throat> Why would you tempt me with something I don't even want? It's not a temptation if I don't want it. But you know, I, I don't know why. You know, I don't even like that. You might not want that, but something is in you that's wanting it. Your spirit man don't want it, but something is in you is saying that I want it. But no, 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 no. You're not tempted by what you don't want. So what is drive, the driving force of wanting that is something in me that's wanting it. Are y'all staying with me? So you have to understand the realm of lust and temptation because there is no temptation where there's no lust. There is no temptation where there is no... Are we getting somewhere so far? I think about the 20 done clocked out, but we're we waking it up again. There is no, where there is no, I don't even like them. Why your car going down that way? Uh-oh, I, I, I know, I know. Hey, we are, hey, 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 no condemnation. I don't even know why. Yeah, we don't, see, but that's what lust does. It, it don't have to, it don't explain itself. It wants what it 
And if you don't find a different desire bigger than it, and that's the lie again, because you thought you got to the altar and long as somebody laid hands on you, you won't want it again. That's a lie. You are, it's going to stop again. But when God's voice becomes bigger than it, that's where we're going. When now the desire of Christ becomes bigger than it, you see a greater value in him than when you see in that. Somebody say there's a greater value. Now people feel like something wrong with them. They're not saved. Something going on with them. They don't, and people tell you, you don't want Jesus. No, that's stuff. That's dogma. That's, that's stumbling blocks. They, we don't understand. We don't understand. People say that and the same thing is working in them. On another, on another thing. Tell somebody, be careful, be careful, be careful. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 be careful. Stop telling people they don't want God. If somebody don't confess, if somebody don't blaspheme the Holy Spirit, stop that. Take it out of your vocabulary. Don't let it be, I know it's not in this building, but don't let it be, don't allow it to even tempt you to say something like that. Stop it. Because until you can dissect and see if somebody, they got to know the Christ to, to, to reject them. You can't reject what you don't know. No, what's happening is they don't understand how the dealings of their temptations and the realm of the flesh. It took you five years to get over that one. Huh? Why are you mad at them? I'm like, you just got it in two weeks. Is that something? Boy, we act like we just got delivered just yesterday. I don't know why I'm taking them that long. They just don't want God. But where are you being disobedient to God? Where is your temptations raging? Where are your, come on, where, what's going on in you? When you hit override, tell somebody, he, he's, he's doing it in me. He's doing it in me. Pray and watch. Leash you. Leash you. Enter. You're either falling into something or you're going to go into go through something. You're either falling or you're being led. You either what? Or you being there's no middle ground. Now, what I want you to understand, I gotta to get to the point because I got five minutes. Jesus. What I want you to understand is. We have weaknesses. Paul said, I, because of the abundance of revelations, a thorn was given me to me in the flesh. I pleaded with the Lord that he would take it over. But he said, my is what? That's why Paul said, I will rather glory in my weakness that his power that his strength may be made manifest. The issue with our temptation is we haven't, see, the problem is, number one, we got to know what it is. Because if you don't know what it is, you don't know what you're looking for for God's power to be made manifest. Oh, don't this sound Pacific now? 
Yeah, yeah getting real Pacific now, Pastor. Because I've been running around my Pacifics to masquerade like I got everything else under control. See, it's easy to move around your Pacifics. But you know that place of weakness. You know that thing that you don't want, but you keep doing that. You, I find a, a war in my members. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So I want you to understand. Your place of temptation is where the cross of Christ is trying to be made manifest. That's where his strength is trying to perfect your weakness. But if you keep acting like your place of weak, there's no weakness. Well, wh where is his strength going to come through? Are y'all catching me? See, what you have to understand, the adversary devices is only as effective as the realm that he occupies. The adversary devices is only as effective that, as the realm that he what? Okay, if he occupies the realm of the flesh, and we are in the flesh, and the thing that comes upon us of the flesh, and we yield to that flesh, it wasn't supposed to be where the church says, well, look at what the devil did to me. What he was trying to get you to realize is, you see how that did that to you? That should have pushed you to more of me. So it should have taught you where your weaknesses are so you can learn how to get strength out of them. So you can learn how to yield them to me. Not that you can hide and put them to the side. How many of you know most of our weaknesses, we got so tired that we put them to the side? And with the adversary, let, let me, okay. See, when you learn how the devil do something, he's, he's, real, he's real screwed at how he does things. He ties you in the flesh a certain way to give you a certain alignment so you don't let go of that thing. So before, he can, before Christ can get to it, you got so many wraparounds, compound cornalities. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? I don't know how to preach fast. Just, uh, I'm just going to end it here. There's so much compound carnality. This is why we have to understand the ways of our God. God, what are you doing with me? What are you trying to say to me? God is not trying to just sporadically free you. He's specific in the way he handles you. Tell somebody he's specific. See, we keep telling them I don't want to have the conversation, yet we want our deliverance. weakness and how many know many of us have them and we all have a place we all have a place that God trying to deal with but that place we've justified over and over and that place is where the devil can occupy okay how do I know it's the devil occupying because I don't have control over it 
I don't have what? As much as I try, I have no. Okay, so that's something that's bigger than you. Yet God can give you, he can give you something to deal with it. But it's bigger than you. So the realm of the flesh will never deal with. That's why I, I'm not mad at counseling, but counseling can't do nothing with it without the power of Christ. You can talk it over. Talking won't do anything. You need the. Are you understanding? A word without the power can't, can't deliver that. Now, so what he's doing specifically is saying, hey, the crack in your members. There are weaknesses that I need to deal with you. There are temptations that you keep yielding to. But I need you to realize that I, you can find strength in me if you know how to get to me. We're not at tests yet. I don't want to hear nobody say that. We only do a few tests. Testing are for those who have the ability and the tools. No, you're not at test if you're still slipping in. No, test is when you say yes. Test is when you say, okay, so now that yes is tested for authenticity. Because now you need to know that you know that you know. You need to know that you know that you. That's why he say those who have been forgiven much love much. Oh, see, yeah. Those who have been forgiven much, what he's saying is they messed up so much, but because they went through with me, they have been forgiven, and because the reality of their forgiveness, they love me so much. Which means without your temptation, you wouldn't have found the grace of God. Okay, this is going to mess up religious folk real quick. Can I mess y'all up just for a second? You ready? It was a mistake that brought you to his grace. Come on, I'm a, I'm a patriot. Y'all ready? That's why you better be careful who you're talking about. Because that's why Paul said, shall I continue in sin that grace may have... What? You're telling me sin makes grace abound? Uh-oh, I know. See, I, I can see that thing. It's fighting. Oh, it's fighting. I know that. See, they won't teach you this one. You know why they won't? Because they think that means it gives an acceptance to sin. Shall I continue in sin that what? Okay, so what is he saying? It's your mess up. That was the rubber band for your deliverance. What? You only know the God of your mess up. Okay, let's process Jesus. You know him faithful because you messed up. You don't know him faithful because you chose to know him. Stop that. You know, I just grew up in church and I just know he's good. You know he's good, but when you get home, you're unfaithful. Because you're trying to live off a storyline that you haven't learned experiential. So what he does is, now that doesn't mean just go sin and go act the fool. That's not what he's saying. What he's saying is, your weakness has to be filled with something. Because the fact that you're messing up is revealing the... 
the one who ever never messed up. You were bought with the price and you owe sin nothing. I'm coming. That, that clock is hunting me down. Somebody say, I owe sin nothing. Why don't you owe it nothing? Why don't you owe it? How many of you know you, you pay when you sin? Sin is payment. We, think, we call it sin. It's called payment. We pay. Okay? When, sin is a payment. That's why Jesus was able to fulfill the cross because he never paid it. He was able to fulfill the payment in Christ, in God, because he never paid the price of sin. I, I know y'all going to have to read through the lines just a little bit, but I don't have time. So because he paid it all, <laughs> this is good. He, because he paid it all, what happens is you, go, you come into life. Now, the Bible says you was raised corruptible, but when, when you came into Christ, you're now incorruptible. Yet your soul have different things. Different things. So God says, okay, I know you got to learn me. So I've made provision for your sin as a Christian. That's why he said, repent quickly. There is no condemnation to those who are in, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Why is he saying that? Because he said, I know you're going to mess up. It's in your mess up that you're going to know me. I hope I'm freeing somebody in this place. I know y'all never heard nothing like this. I thought I had to be perfect. That's why I just hide my mess ups. No, today you're going to learn how to reveal your mess ups. Because when you know that you know that, hey, I need help, you're going to find your help in time of need. So he started you. He said, hey, you're raised incorruptible, but you got some corruption in your soul. But your spirit is saved. But your corruption is in your, but your spirit is what? But your soul is, and they lied to you and said, you know, you'll never deal with that again. Well, that's not all true. That's why you need teaching when you get up from that altar. That's why you need what? You need teaching. You teach deliverance. Okay, see, you haven't heard that one. You only saw hands deliverance. You haven't seen the teaching deliverance. The word delivers. So you start, and your soul is messed up. Now, God deals with some of that by the Spirit. But you still have some residue. Somebody say residue. residue. Everybody have a different story in here. Amen. Stop judging yourself by everybody else. They don't know what you've been through. You don't know the trauma and the drama and the mess up and you don't know what, what kind of stuff was spoken over me. Don't judge me if you can't help me. Are y'all hearing me? Stop being mad at people can't, who, they, they wasn't supposed to help you. They don't know you like that. They don't know the grace ability for God in your life. Yeah, you need a lot of, you need a lot of forgiveness. That's what, oh, come on somebody. 
Tell somebody I need a lot of forgiveness. I just told you that he said those have been forgiven much love much what he's saying is because every step of the way you see how what i've done for you you come back to me so in the context of christ he's saying the the, 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 the drug addict might be stronger than the one with the hat that's been up for 15 years not learning anything else because the grace in them that I can use because of what they've been through. They've learned to lean on me on a different place. So your every step, he's saying, hey, when you start walking, you're gonna slip. Now there was a temptation because you have need for temptation to know his grace. If you never have something that slips you, you're going to think you're okay. Y'all all right with this? Yeah, if you didn't slip, you thought, you know, I'm hey. When I come in the room. When you slip, though, you're like, He's saying, now the, now, the, now the teaching is, don't believe yourself. Don't believe you. Don't believe yourself. The reason why you're feeling like that is because you didn't want to do it. So you're not the one that keeps doing it in a sense that they want to do it. The, way, the reason why you're feeling bad like that, because that's not you. That's why Paul say, I find a law in my members. When I do what I don't want to, it's no longer, oh, come on, there you go, church, you're learning. It's no longer I, but something in me. So when something is in me, I need to see him bigger than the in me. We might need a whole weekend on this one. So now, I don't slip and say I was tested and you know. <laughs> no, I said, I slipped. What did I miss about this? That it was able to catch me like that. What caused me to pay right here? That I didn't see in him. What caused me to render like that, that I didn't see already in him? Your place of temptation is your place of power. Write that down. Your place of temptation is your place of? He's teaching you something. Your place of testing is to position you. Your place of testing is your place of positioning. After you have went through it, now you can be positioned because you are trusted. Are y'all understanding? So the problem we're having is, if I ask everyone in here, what are things that's causing you to fall? And how are you perceiving your fall? 
because most of us are still in a pride state that we blame everybody for our fault. That's called pride. Take heed, at least you fall. You say, why is that pride? They, they made me do it. Nobody make you do anything. You do it because it's something in you doing it. Nobody can make you do. Jesus said, I brought myself to the cross. No man takes my life from me. I lay it. I lay it down. You didn't, you didn't make me cuss you out. Cussing was in me. Uh-oh, we're going somewhere. We, I know I'm coming right to your seat. I'm coming right to your seat. You didn't, you, you, didn't make me, you didn't make me have an attitude. Attitude was already, you didn't make me kiss you. No, kissing was in you. You stop blaming everybody for what's working in you. You know, we love, we love the past. Boy, we use these passes like nobody business. And we wonder why we don't have the income for the outcome. God is trying to bring you to the income of a thing so you can have the outcome to the thing. But every time we're trying to bypass our reality of what's really going on in us, where the strength is really lying. Every revelation comes with a ability and the need to be tested in it. Because everything that I say I know of God has to be tested for its authenticity. Why? Because why am I afraid? That's why I say when we get scared of testing, you don't understand what a test is. There's no such thing as being scared of tests. No, you're still in temptation. You're afraid because you don't have the power over it. So that's not testing yet. Okay, how many of y'all understanding this? If I have the power over it, I'm not afraid of it. I walk through it. Jesus was led to be tempted, tested by the devil. But he already had the tools to deal with it. Are y'all understanding? So the falling of my being it's coming from the product of not understanding who the Christ is and what he paid for. And I got to get to a place where I got to stop paying in sin and paying in Christ. But I only can pay with Christ when I see him as he's seen, been seen, as he, as he wanted to be known. What are you paying with? And if you don't have enough to pay with for what you're paying for, stop looking at yourself. You don't have any payment to do anything. Get to the one who paid it all. Amen. Tell somebody he's trying to write the check. He's trying to write the check. The check was already cash. But see, you have to understand, what has he done already? God does not take things away from you. He teaches you how to love him above it. Okay, see, 
you see how we learned this so wrong? That's why we think a problem is with us. That's the problem. You don't have a problem, saints. I don't know why my mind keeps thinking like that. Because it's called flesh. And the devil knows the thing that you used to like. I don't know why that thing comes to my mind. I know. <laughs> Who told you it was going to go away like that? No, this is why you always got to renew your mind so you always keep his mind above that mind. Come on, somebody. I got to keep his mind above that mind. At least I yield to that mind and pay again. Are y'all catching this? Come on, I'm, we're getting into freedom in Jesus' name. Go to Romans 8, 12 through 13 real quick. Jesus. How many being blessed so far? Now watch this. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the... We are debtors not to the what? What is a debtor? Something that's what? Okay, do you owe the flesh anything? Okay, so when you do something wrong, who is telling you you got to pay? Okay, let's, let's. You are not debtor to the flesh, but live according to the, to live according to the what? Flesh. Verse thirteen. For if you live according to the flesh, you will. But if by the spirit you put to death by the spirit by the, by the, by the, if by the spirit you put the, to death the deeds of the body, you will live. I'm going to share something with you. There is no other way to put it away. So there is no message you're waiting for that's going to put it away. No, it's by the Spirit that's going to put it away. There is no theological pattern or motivational speaking that's going to put it away. It's by the Spirit. Tell somebody it's by the Spirit. Now, for we are not debtors. Go back to, 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 to 12. We are not debt chores. What is calling the payment? So, I don't have time to go to the scripture. It starts with the desire. So the devil bewitched you about. Now, how many know we call to like stuff? God created all the earth. And it's beauty. It's done. The beauty of life. But he told us, close our eyes. Isn't it interesting? He said, close your eyes. He said, don't walk by your sight. Walk by. Don't walk by what you love the beauty. But be careful with these. Because these will produce desire. Okay? So desire will start to speak to you. What does desire do? Okay, so it starts to speak. Now, when it finds so desire is looking for a lust. Desire becomes the lust for, the, for it. And when there is lust, lust says that I need it. Desire says I want it. Lust says, woo! 
That's what lust do. Lust say, uh-uh, we're we going to find a way. Okay, y'all sleeping on me. I thought you said you wasn't going over there. What happened? I thought you said you wasn't going to eat that. What happened? You found the way. I'm fasting today, but as soon as you did what? You found lust will always find a way. Lust will it'll go through scripture with you to find a way. It will find a way. It will find a way. It's it's strong. It will find a way to get what it wants. That's why Paul said, I beat my body daily and make sure it don't have a way. I beat it daily. Make sure that it's, 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 it's inclined to what I say by the Spirit. To make sure it don't find a way. Why things are going good. You say, why are you fasting? Everything is going good. It wasn't about that. See, lust is that creeping at your door. It's looking for a way. So desire wants, desire, what did I say? Desire what? Want it. Lust says, I need, I got to have it. Now this is what happens. Because lust says, I got to have it. I'm on my way. Watch this. Watch this, watch this. See, because what we don't realize is on your way to doing what you're doing, you're paying. You're paying. And then we consume. We consume. And then we feel dead, a lifting. Where you had a free mind, now you feel condemnation. You feel what? What is condemnation wanting you to do? Condemnation is trying to get you to pay. What is condemnation doing? It's saying you got to pay. Now, what do condemnation do? Because, see, if you don't allow Christ to redeem you, renew you, and cleanse you by the washing of the word, what happens is you start to pay, and usually you'll pay with more of the same thing. You can't hide that nature. And the interesting thing is he make y'all all think that you're doing it by yourself. Like everybody got a different one. <laughs> you alive. Somebody said the devil is a liar. The same thing you think and somebody else already thinking it. I just told God that I was done with it and I'm not that. The same day. The next day. Two days later. Now we dig a bigger hole. Because what we're doing, we're trying to find a way to get better. We're trying to what? I need a way to get better. 
And if you're not careful, your way becomes the pain in the flesh. My way becomes the pain in the flesh. So now you're looking for the 10 steps to getting better. When Jesus said, I have already completed the work. He said, I've completed, the, I've already paid the price. So before I paid it, you would have had to pay. But because I paid it, you don't have to pay. Sin was supposed to show you me. And then wash yourself with that same word so you're not paying with them. It was a pusher to, re to the reality and the revelation of who your Christ is. So that power can give you strength to overcome. Somebody say the power to overcome. So Christ is that person and trying to pay for every mistake, every wrongdoing that you've done. But if you keep putting it on yourself. What does putting it on yourself look like? You're not in the reality of your weakness. You're not in the what? You're not real about where you're weak. With God, I'm talking about. Are you, are you honest about your weakness with God? Are you saying, God, I don't, I, you know what, I really don't. And you messed up again. That's all right. Say it again. God, I really don't. Uh, you messed up. Okay, God. Who got tired of saying it? Did you or him? Who got tired? Did God get tired? A righteous man falls. How many times? That's a lot of, that is a lot of time. Somebody said that's a lot of time. The man, God is a righteous man's fall. How many times? You fail one and feel like the life, your life is over. God. You, you feel like God is about to, and you tie your pus and you feel like the devil is after you. Now God has brought, you're running late to work, see the devil done. You see this religious stuff we do? No, so your tire was bald. You needed a new one. You know what happened? Your mind. Now, see, because we got to blame it on the devil now. I knew God wrapped this after me now. And then he's saying the righteous man falls 70 times. What he's saying, he falls, but he gets back up. But he had need to fall so he can learn how to get stay up. He had need to what? So he can learn how to. Because if he hadn't fall, he wouldn't have known how to stand. I'm trying to tell you something. You keep looking at where you're falling, not who can teach you how to stand. He's trying to show you something. Stop looking at your fall and look at who's standing.
Ah, we got to go. Can you go to one more scripture for me? How many be blessed by this? I want you to go real quick with me. Jesus. I have so many notes in here, I don't even know what, what I was thinking about this morning. Go to James 1. James 1. I'm going to read from the Amplified Version, and for the sake of time, I'm going to go ahead and read. Consider it, I'm reading from Amplified, I want to amplify this to you. Consider it nothing but joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you fall in various, when you do what? Now, why is he saying falling? I would have thought he's saying, consider it joy when you stand. Consider it joy when you what? And what? I'm not saying that he's saying it. Knowing, watch this, being assured that the testing of your faith through experience. That's what amplifies, through experience. The testing of your faith through Through experience produces endurance, leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. Mm. And let endurance have its perfect result and do a through work, thorough, excuse me, work, so that you may be perfect and complete, developed in your faith, lacking nothing. Verse 5, if any of them lacks wisdom to guide him through a decision or a circumstance, he is to ask of the, the benevolent God who gives everyone generously and without rebuke or blame. Without rebuke or, without rebuke or, and it will be given to him. But he must ask for wisdom in faith without doubting God's willingness to help. I'm going to stop right there. Count it all joy. Consider it. Somebody say consider. All joy. When you what? Are you allowing your falls to be an opportunity for power? Are you allowing your falls to be opportunities for power? Many of us, see, 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 it's interesting. See, we want to know how to grow. But when I say, find your weakness and you'll find power, we go to sleep. God is trying to tell you something. I only fulfill where a need is. If you think you're overcoming like that, where is the power? See, that pride thing is so strong. If you really becoming like, overcoming like that, where is the walk? Faith is an outcome. Faith is a what? Okay, nobody who's that much. See, when people say, I'm this and that, see, people got to be careful because they talk pre-power, pre-understanding, pre-authority. It proves itself. You don't even have to say it. It does it. 
If we are that deep, where is it? It's like saying, I have all this food, and I'm looking at your plate, it's empty. So God is saying, I want to give you power. It is your right to have it. Somebody says, my right to have it. It is your right to have it. But it's only going to rest in where your weakness is. It's going to rest where? So when you find and reveal through temptation, because who's tempting you? I know, see, who's tempting you? <laughs> when you learn to overcome and not yield to the temptation, you See, many of us, even we can't even have a conversation with about arguing somebody who is an argumenter. Jesus, it got quiet in here. We can't even pass an argument test. We can't pass an argument. And Paul said, are you not carnal? I didn't say that. That's what the Bible. Are you not carnal? You still arguing like mere men. And you know who we call them people? Oh, they prayer warriors. I'm confused. If that is what a prayer warrior is, I might reconsider being one. If a prayer warrior don't know how to break through a conversation, we got to reconsider what prayer is. Oh, see, y'all don't got, all right, maybe this is too much. That's a prayer warrior? You can't fight a conversation? You're not an intercessor. You're not even in the yoke of God. How can you intercede for something that's not of God? can't even beat a conversation. And you know, these are people we call them deep. Hey, what's wrong with the church? You see how we've learned this thing wrong? I say we've learned it wrong. You know by the fruit that they bear. And fruit comes through capacity. When you know somebody by faith, they have what? Capacity. Capacity is the substance of God in them. They have an account of capacity. And the capacity is the love of God. Why? It's the nature of God. So capacity is proven by its nature, its character, its standing. It's not proven because you said you some. But I'm teaching you that you can reach your grace capacity by learning to yield every weakness, everything that you are not overcoming. Somebody say it's for me. What area do God need to fill in us? What area does God need to fill in us? What area does God need to fill in us? What are we filling it with? Temptations is desires born of, born of lust. 
Lust is an ongoing enemy. How many of y'all know that? That cannot be fulfilled. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? What I'm trying to tell you is temptation, yielding to temptation is taken away from you, not God. It's taken away from what? It's taken away from you. But God is trying to bring you closer to him. Now remember, there is no, there's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Right? Nothing can separate you. So when we yield to Christ, we get a strength. And when we get that strength, we're going to meet in this realm temptation again. Because he got to teach you how to hold to the word to get it out of you. He's trying to do what? To make sure that it comes out of you. But when it comes out and when you are delivered from it by seeing him, knowing more of him, watch this. It doesn't mean that it won't come back. But when it comes back, you have enough value in Christ of what he paid for that you don't yield to a lesser. Tell somebody no more yielding to lesser. Now, it's so interesting that we shout on everything else. We don't shout on these type of stuff. I'm, I'm confused. Because, see, this is the way of my breakthrough. All I have to do is yield my weakness. Oh, I got many. Jesus, let me just find the room. Tell, I'll, I'm going to be here for a little bit. I got a lot of weaknesses that I'm about to find some strength. Which means when I come out of here, watch my outcome because of my income that I just put in. Well, what was the income that you just put in? What the, I just put in what, are, what is trying to work in me to pay. There is a debt in me. There is a what? Oh, I had, wish I had time. Where did the debt come from? Where did the... Okay, work, walk with me. There's a debt in me that's asking for payment. So that's the working that's pushing you to the lust. There's a debt. Where did the debt come from? That's why we're learning to put our life under the microscope of God's principle and see what we've been living from and what's actually what he said. And when we do that, watch this, we can learn to forgive the debts of others that was actually supposed to be paid before my maturity. So where did the debt come from? It might have came from parents that didn't know that they were supposed to put the word there so you didn't grow up trying to pay. Yet he said, forgive the debt, their debt. Because if I'm an authority to you, I got to make sure that you are mature enough so you don't pay. So he said, they were supposed to pay for that for you until you had maturity of Christ. But because they didn't pay for that for you, they owed you that. Somebody said, I was owed some stuff. Okay, do you know what you was owed? I was owed some stuff. So if I did not get what I needed, by default, I have a debt. Where is that lust talking to?
See, I, become a, I became a drunk because of that debt. I'm paying to ease the mind of what I didn't have. Until Christ comes and I can see him and what he's trying to pay for.